Welcome to the Courageous Entrepreneur Show, where we share information and inspiration to help you overcome the obstacles that can get in your way as you work to build the successful business and life you want and deserve. I'm your host, Winnie Anderson. When we were in corporate life, we could consider ourselves pretty lucky if we had even one good work friend who we shared a workspace with or who we got to work on projects with. Whether you're a corporate escapee or an accidental entrepreneur like me, one of the dreams you probably had when you started your coaching, consulting, or other expertise-based business was that you could work with people you genuinely liked and maybe even loved. So just imagine the fun, the excitement of building a business with your best friend. Even in the struggles, you've got someone to share the load, share the ups and downs with, and to help you maximize revenue. But what happens when it suddenly ends, and it ends because of a tragedy? In today's episode, you'll meet Everett O'Keefe the owner of a business called The Solution Machine. Listen in and you'll hear him share the fun and excitement of working with his best friend and how they got their struggling business on a solid financial footing and and began to grow it when suddenly his friend John passed away. Everett explains how he dealt with the loss from a business standpoint and shares tips for how you can begin planning now for the worst. The tactics that he shares will also help you look at your business a little differently and spot vulnerabilities and areas where you may be relying too heavily on one person or one source of help. Stay with us till the end, and I'll share your reflection exercise and action step for this episode. All right. Thanks, Everett, so much for being with us today. You know, let's start by getting a big picture of where your business is right now, because I know things have changed quite a bit since the last time we talked and and certainly since we met. Business is great. Um, It's uh, growing. It is uh, it's now established and strong. We uh, just launched our 23rd best selling book for a client and got international bestseller with it. And um, actually, we're 23 for 23 on bestseller. So we're feeling pretty good about that. Um, And uh, really, it's going great. We've got a number of international clients uh, that uh, continue to support our business as as we continue to support theirs. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, the clients keep re-upping. Um, so that's a uh, that's good news. Uh, we're 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 not always seeking new clients. Uh, a lot of times, our old clients are seeking us again. So that's a we're really happy about that. That is great. That is great. Yeah, and that's because books and videos are kind of like potato chips. You can't just have just one, right? It's like I, I think, especially with books, it's I, I equate it with like opening that pop top, and then the creativity just really starts to flow from people. At least that's what I've found. It, it does. And then in business, especially, you, you quickly realize that the book that you've created for one market segment uh, might not play quite as well in the next market segment right. that you wish to take over. So so there's that. Um, and that's a, like potato chips. That's really a great analogy. 
Um, and then, you know, the other side of the business, the masterminds, uh, our mastermind mm-hmm. group and the mastermind retreats that we do also. And it's just, it, we just, I'm continually blessed um, by the people that um, God has put around me and my business over these several years. And I, I see it. Uh, I see it uh, every day, pretty much. Yeah. It, it, that's so exciting. And, of course, we could go on for hours just about those two topics. But we're, we're actually going to dive into uh, the topic at hand for, for today. And, and, of course, I'll have links to what Everett just mentioned because in my other podcast, we had an awesome interview about the technology around Mastermind. So we'll make sure that we include that. But things weren't always as great as they are today. Naturally, we all go through challenges on our own journey. But you especially went through something that struck me as being particularly profound. And it was right before, not long before, we actually met for the first time. So I think it was about three years ago from the time that we're talking now. Three years and two weeks, yes. To be exact. So can you talk about what your business was like then and that sudden change that you had to go through? Sure. Uh, So a um, little bit of backstory, John, uh, I was uh, business partners with my best friend, uh, uh, a wonderful guy named John Writing, who was actually my young life leader when I was in high school. And, um, and I, I, I can ascribe some of my uh, faith to his efforts when I was young. And, uh, but we drifted apart after, uh, after high school, and I just, you know, our lives went in different directions. And then we got reconnected over silly a silly thing like a video game. I was having a guy's night here at the office. Friends would bring their computers in, and we would basically kill each other um, over the computer. It's really adult, mature thing that we would do. <laughs> and, um, and a friend invited John, and, and I was just blown away when he came in the door because it was, you know, just that connection. That, mm-hmm. and it, was, it was great. Well, John and I... Um, uh, a couple of years later, started to go into business together with a marketing company called The Solution Machine, and we put it together very informally. It was, I trust you, you trust me. Actually, we didn't even discuss it. We just basically said, this is so great. We need to do something together. Let's do more together. Mm-hmm. And it was just a given that we were going to split the proceeds. It was just a given that we were going to treat each other fairly. Everything was basically just a given. Um, and that worked great. It really did. Um, it worked great, um, though our business uh, had its financial struggles. Um, in fact, one of the challenges we had was, um, Winnie, is that we found ourselves selling a product that we were trying to price it for Main Street for every business. And I've since learned this lesson, but we didn't know it then. That was that when you try to pr- price a product for everybody, basically you can't make any money. I mean, the deal. Um, And we were financially struggling. We had a a failing business with a great business partner. You know, that's kind of where we were. And a great idea that you know this should be profitable. We should be rocking, right? Yeah, frustrating. Yeah, yeah, we were selling text message marketing to to, uh, Main Street businesses. Um, But everything turned, uh, turned a corner in early 2014. And, um, when we started to go down the publishing road, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, we learned a publishing strategy for creating a bestseller book in short order, and we did it. And we did it as a test for ourselves, and just as a proof of concept, and it worked f- 
phenomenally, and we realized we could really create a business around this. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, we started our mastermind retreat, uh, you know, and and that was we were at a conference with some uh, great marketing minds, and we said, wouldn't it be great to all get together in the woods, in a cabin in the woods, and just just hammer out each other's businesses for a few days and go in Yosemite and tour all that. So we did all that. And, and the reason I'm going into this backstory is because we we did that retreat in April of 2014, three years and two weeks ago. Um, and um, when we got done with that retreat, we felt like, my goodness, we've arrived. We've turned this corner. We, we've discovered a profitable business uh, model that people need. We decided we weren't pricing it for everybody. We were pricing it for the best businesses and uh, for the best uh, speakers and authors. And our retreat was successful, and we thought, wow, I mean, this, it was really an amazing thing. Um, and so that's when it happened. And I don't know if we go into that now. Is that, you want me to? Sure. Keep... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, May 4th, uh, 2014, I was at a conference in San Diego, um, and, um, we were, I was going to be meeting with one of our best clients and he and I were going to be rooming together. So John stayed here, stayed here in Clovis, uh, California, uh, while I was at this conference and, the conference was a Saturday, Sunday thing, and Sunday at basically 5.50, about 10 minutes before the conference ended, my wife called me, and um, uh, it was the, you know, the phone call started with, are you sitting down, right? And, and, and I just, okay, I'm thinking, I just didn't, I don't know what to think. So, yeah, I, I, I left the conference room. I went outside in the lobby. I sat down. And that's when she told me that John had passed away. Um, he had been playing volleyball with some friends uh, after church. He sat down in between games to take a drink of water. And uh, he just collapsed, fell over. And it was, uh, um, uh, as I understand it, a massive stroke. And um, uh, John was about 50, <clears throat> 52. Um, and um, it was just completely unexpected. And, and by the way, they had a defibrillator on site. The ambulance showed up really quickly. <clears throat> by the way, the police officer that showed up knew John. The ambulance driver knew John. The nurses in the ER knew John because we jokingly called John the mayor of Clovis. He knew <laughs> um, So if there was any chance to save him, it would have happened. A absolutely. Yeah. And in fact, yeah. the owner of the ambulance company, I was sitting uh, on an airplane with him. Uh, we just happened to be sitting across this aisle from each other on an airplane about a year ago. And he looks over at me and goes, you know, <clears throat> he goes, Everett, he goes, you know, everything was right about that circumstance. Like, like they tried twice as many resuscitations as they normally would. They, all of these things happened in just perfect order. And it was not to be, you know. Um, so my life changed um, in an instant. Uh, mm -hmm. We, uh, 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 it was, you know, here we had this business on this upward uh, trajectory. I was in business with my best friend. 
um, we were, you know, happy entrepreneurs together and just everything changed at that moment. Yeah. So, so incredibly sad and shocking and unfortunately part of life, right? Is, is part of life is, is loss. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. You just, don't expect it from your 50, you know, 52 no. year old business partner, you know, no. And, no. Uh, no. Um, who from, for all intents and purposes was, was healthy, right? It's not that John had some kind of issue right. health wise that, Oh, Hey, don't, you know, don't play volleyball. Don't right. You know, no, not, so. not at all. In fact, he'd been playing volleyball for several months, you right. know, trying to, he was basically in the process of, you know, getting more fit and, and that like we all are. Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, it was a, um, incredible, incredible shock when I got the news, obviously I was devastated. Um, and you know, and of course my heart immediately went out to his wife, to his, his three kids who were, uh, let's see at the time, like 19, 17 and 15 and, um, and what goes on with, with them. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and then, and then also was, you know, oh crud, what happens with this? business what wow you know what do we do with that i mean john was not only was john my business partner but he was the editor of all the videos that we would do um he was a um any artwork that we needed he would do um at least half the creative ideas uh, you know came from him um and so uh, i found myself winnie in a position where i had to somehow go forward in the business with not just my right arm cut off, but my right leg cut off too, right? Because it was, you know, the grief compounded with losing this business partner, you know, who helps you make decisions and navigate things, but also your provider, right? One of your, one of the core providers in the business. So yeah, it really was like, if I had a full-time business, you know, or if I say, say it again, if I had a business where it was me, a business partner and a video editor and a graphic artist. Well, guess what? I lost three of the four of us in that. Right. Right. Yeah. In, in uh, detached corporate language, you lost a key man and, and all of that mm. skill and knowledge capital at the same time while your heart got stomped on uh, yes. in the same process. Mm. So yes. let's, let's talk a little bit about this issue of you yeah, you guys were running a growing business, a thriving enterprise as it was really taking off. So what do you do from a practical standpoint of notifying your clients and letting them know that their project is okay and that there's that you're there you're not on a sinking ship, that that we're gonna we're gonna make this right and your project is still going to achieve and then you've got to deal with your grief. Can you talk about how you do that from a practical standpoint? How did you deal with the clients? Yeah, that was an interesting thing. Um, first, I probably did the wrong thing. I waited at least a week before I reached out okay. because it was just the shock of of everything and what do you do with it? And you know, and and, and honestly, you know, funeral. Uh, the funeral arrangements, right. um, all of that. And then because I'm in, you know, video and marketing, 
um, I decided I was going to live cast his funeral. Um, and so we live casted his funeral over YouTube live all around the world. And um, it was an incredible thing, honestly, because um, John's church holds the sanctuary holds about 800 people. And there were 1,100 people at the service. Wow. Um, so they overflowed into the gym next door. And um, then there were, I don't even know how many people watching online, because John and I had gotten in touch with this international community of marketers, right? I mean, right. Winnie, you're part of this circle yes. and all of this. And we had people watching the service from uh, Barcelona. We had people mm -hmm. in the Philippines watching it. And um, anyway, so... I got, of course, for the next week at least, just sucked into all of those things that had to be, had to happen, and I had to pretty much for that time just I had to back burner any client work. But Monday after the funeral was, you know, that's when every the chickens come home to roost, and I right. came in here and the office was just, you know, it, it felt like a graveyard uh, for obvious reasons, and. And so then I started, uh, I did start to reach out to the clients. Um, some of the clients were, you know, really good friends with John. And so we had, were participating in the funeral. And mm -hmm. I've got to tell you that uh, most of those were like, Everett, just, it's okay. Just don't, we're, you know, it, it, if things are, you need to sit a while, it's okay. Um, but a really amazing thing happened was the mastermind group, that had come out of the mastermind retreat that we had done in Yosemite literally 30 days before rallied around me and they said, okay, Everett, what can we do for you? Do you have any clients you want us to call? Do you have any videos you need edited? Do you have any um, uh, books that need to be edited? What do you need? Uh, you know, we're here for you. And, and that was, um, that was incredible because it was not just moral support, Winnie, it was support practical yeah, support yeah. you know um <clears throat> of course none of them were in the area they're all you know scattered around the world so it was not like they could show up here and like yeah i need this to happen in the office you know that type of right. thing but they were there um but i'll tell you i think the secret you know really what it requires in that circumstance is brutal honesty um brutal honesty with yourself and with your clients uh so when I did call the clients, it was, okay, here's the deal. Um, John was in the middle of editing your video. <laughs> um, John is our video editor. Um, I am not good at editing video, and therefore, I'm going to find another source for the video editing, and we'll get this job done. And please be patient with me, but we'll right. get it done. Um, the, the, um, the amazing thing I will say is since there were about – 80 super powerful stories around John's passing, okay, that that just tell me it was preordained. Um, but one of them was that the night before John passed away, he stayed up till like 2 in the morning finishing a video project for one of our clients. And it wasn't because it was on a big deadline. It was because John loved doing it and and went out of his way to make it you know, super special mm -hmm. and all of that. And, and he was most creative in those hours. Um, so, but anyway, coming, coming back to your question, Winnie, it was, I think it's that it is that brutal honesty. It's being straight up with your clients, not, don't, not sugarcoating it. 
Right. Um, but, uh, but at the same time, being real honest with yourself in regards to what are your limitations and what things are you going to have to right. do in real short order. Yeah. And then, of course, the other part was finding, an, finding the next gear. Um, it, I had to, uh, you know, I had to sit down and talk with my wife and say, honey, here's the deal. We have clients. We have a business. And for these things to survive, I'm going to need to be working some pretty incredible hours for the next 30 days at the least right. um, to get these things done. And, you know, honey, will you, will you roll with me on that? And, you know, and of course my wife was concerned about, you know, about the grieving part, right. right. You know, right. And, 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 you know, how do you do this? But uh, honestly, Winnie, the, the deal is um, I'm a businessman and, and I love, I love my business. Mm-hmm. I, it, uh, it is, um, I really enjoy it. I love working with my clients. Um, and that's why John and I worked so well together. We just, you know, so for me, honestly, the, the next 30 days of, of business were simultaneously the hardest, the, the most challenging time and also the most rewarding time, um, in, in my life. And it was be, you know, challenging because of the things you'd expect. Um, but also incredible because, and you know, the deal was I told you, John, you know, John helped lead me to Christ, and in that thirty days following, I never, I had never in my life seen Christ's hand at work so apparently, so clearly, and so frequently. And so, while it was incredibly challenging, at the same time, I knew I just could see this and go, "Oh my gosh, are you kidding me?" And I just knew that I, I had support the whole way. And it wasn't just from my mastermind group. And it wasn't just from my wife. And it wasn't just from my clients. So um, it was, uh, but, but uh, I was blessed in, in numerous ways by numerous people uh, during that time. Amazing. That carried, that carried me through, honestly. Yeah, amazing. And I hear in that story the importance of self-awareness, as you mentioned, and I think that plays such a strong role in the development of courage and confidence and business success, period. Understanding your strengths, where you are at an emotional point in, in your own experience, and hey, I need to stay focused, and trust me, I'll grieve later, or I can do these things simultaneously. And there, then, or, in the, or in the margins. And, and there were right. times. Right. There were times when I, you know, I was here at, you know, 9 or 10 o'clock at night mm-hmm. because I needed to be, mm-hmm. um, when the quietness and the emptiness of the office, you know, would settle on me, and, and I would just cry. And, yeah. But that was, those were they were good times. I mean, I'd, I'd get on my knees here on the floor and I'd pray and I'd cry. And, and, um, you know, and, and I knew that, you know, John's wife was having a much harder time than I was. You know, I had a business to maintain. She had a household and a family to, to maintain. Right. Um, right. So, but, but that too was made, was, you know, amazing things because our online community came around them um, mm-hmm. financially as well. And you, I think you were part of that and mm-hmm. you were just very generous in supporting that family. And, and that helped too, it, it, uh, uh, to be able to do that. But it was hard because I knew for the next, for that time period, I could not be the key person in that household. 
Right. That was the hard part for me was uh, it was it, it was a, a balance of trying to support her and support the business. Right. And I'm grateful that she had some she they have some amazing other amazing friends that could really um really nurture to them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that that helped a great deal. But it was a like I said, it was a, a horrible horrible first thirty days and a beautiful first thirty days all at the all at the same time. Yeah. I know that's a strange thing. No, no, I, and that's the, I, I think the right word is dichotomy, right? It, that's the, the nature of life, that, that it, it's, it's created in, in perfect balance, whether you want to think that is true or not, and for every negative, there is a positive. And I think that, that one of the great challenges that we have as humans is to recognize that, yes, what you're looking at is awful. No two ways about it. But can you create a positive in some way out of that negative? Can you find a lesson? Can you find a bright spot? Can you find a positive? Can you find a growth? Yeah. And uh, I think that's what we have to do, right? As, right. as humans who are going to move forward, and certainly, and you've mentioned it a few times, your faith played a strong part in helping you navigate that you know, difficult path that you found yourself on. And yeah. and I think, especially for me, you know, my dad died when I was 14, and I can recognize, and it was a shock. So, you know, similar kinds of, of emotional trauma that, that everybody goes through every day. And I think somehow you've got to find a way through. We are, are sense-making organisms, right? But we, we've got to find a reason to help us move forward. For me and for you and for many millions of others, faith is a foundational aspect of that. It helps us make sense of the craziness well, and, of, and, of life. And I would say this, Winnie, and some of the people who watch or listen to this will get this and others will just think I'm whacked and that's okay, is, is this, is that John, John lived his life to share Christ, okay? He was the most bold um, Christian I had ever met, and he lived it in everything he did. And uh, some amazing, I mean, countless things happened, but I'll tell you that one of the key things here was that John knew everybody in Fresno and Clovis. It was Mm -hmm. just amazing, okay? But in the 30 days before his death, he got to know an incredible online community of marketers, okay, Mm -hmm. and and authors and speakers. And it was in that last 30 days, honestly, of his life where his reach completely changed. And that was because of this retreat that we did in Yosemite to the point that when John died, okay, at that conference, people who definitely were not Christian were circled up with me and we, and we were all praying for John and his family. Um, you're talking about an internet marketing conference, okay? Mm-hmm. Internet marketing conferences are not dominated by faith, right? Okay. <laughs> That's correct. Um, and and especially not Christian faith, honestly. Right. And um, and to have thirty or forty of us in a circle in a lobby of a hotel mm-hmm. praying um, for John and his family was one of the most powerful and moving things I've ever seen in my life, and. And when I was done, actually, no, in the middle of the prayer, I told these people, I said, look, John's been praying for you. 
Yeah, John's been praying for you, and I'll promise you right now he's grinning from ear to ear that he would that we would even be in this spot doing this. And um, and that would have never happened had we not had that retreat. The timing was exquisite. Um, it was also exquisitely painful. Mm-hmm. But um, but John didn't die for no reason. Um, and uh, John died to help reach people. And it was amazing to watch the impact that that had. And that's why, like, that 30 days after was so painful but also so powerful. Um, to I, I could see it in the people that would come talk to me and in the stories that I heard. Um, you know, so for me as a as a Christian, you know, it touches my heart to know that an atheist watched us watched the service from. Well, I won't say where because then that person will know who I'm <laughs> talking about. Them, but, but truly so. around the world and around the country because truly I know people who watching, told me they saw it. Yeah. Yes, watching a service where you know where the faith was completely apparent, right. and um, so 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 there you go, and and so that honestly gave me great comfort as we went through this time. Um, it didn't make the business decisions easier. It didn't make the right. the the carrying out of working with the clients. It didn't you know it didn't straighten all those things out. But um, but it gave me great peace knowing that. So in addition to the fact that you had built a strong community of peers that were there to support you in a practical standpoint of getting stuff done, yes. right, uh, getting your projects done, getting your business on track, keep it, keeping it on track, yes. I guess, and your own prayer and reflection, anything else that you can recommend or that you can share that really helped you navigate this this painful journey of grief which we all know is ongoing and really never ending if you truly love the person right yeah yeah i mean right you continue and there there's still times i go oh man you know like john would have loved this i you know and what one of the challenges that made it hard when he was our business was we had been in this tough spot and we were just on this you know we were we were just ramping up with success of several different things and to lose him at that time was, I was like, oh. you know, and, and I had a client where that had me fly to Germany now a couple times to do some projects, and John would have been going with me had we done those things, and I'm going, my goodness, he would have loved this. Actually, he would have, his phrase, he would say, Shaka Khan, you know, this was just was <laughs> a funny phrase he would say, and I could, I was in Germany thinking about him, and I could hear him saying, saying that, you know, um, so, uh, but as far as a practical goes, the deal is is that if if you're in business and you encounter tragedy, you very quickly have to get beyond yourself and certainly beyond any humility, um, uh, or or rather beyond any pride and embrace humility and embrace the resources of others. Um, so you know I'm a huge fan of mastermind groups and 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 the irony of it is is that I was very early in my experience of mastermind groups that I had to lean on them so heavily. Um, but being surrounded by that group of peers is critical. I would also say that in this case, because he's a, you know, because we were business partners, um, very quickly and immediately leaning on other professionals who are experienced in these things was really important. Right. So I very quickly reached out to my accountant. Um, I, um, 
you know, I, I had a talk also with an attorney, mm-hmm. especially because in our situation, we had not, we had not codified anything really okay. or pretty much. I mean, right. um, and, and I was completely blessed because John's wife and I think the same way. Um, and um, so what I did is I reached out to my accountant and then also to John's accountant who also was someone that John had helped bring to Christ. And we were very fortunate because we were of like mind and we could sit down and go, okay, what would be the fair way to resolve this? You know, that type of thing. And we came up with a way to, to separate the business um, as far as the legal part goes. But the part I will, the part I cannot get back and the part that I, I still crave is uh, is the companionship and the um, and the creativity of that business partner? Mm-hmm. Um, no employee, no independent contractor can ever replace that. No one else wakes up at three in the morning thinking about our collective business. It's just me now, you know, who goes, "Oh my gosh, I've got this idea," right? Or who wakes up going, "Gosh, you know, we've got this challenge. How am I going to solve this?" Um, nobody else takes ownership of it like uh, like you and, and a, a like-minded partner. Um, so so that's hard. I, I do I will say though that um, there are key people in my life that I reach out to to have those creative discussions and mm-hmm. that type of thing. Um, and uh, and Winnie, actually, at times you've been that person, mm-hmm. Thank uh, you. you know. And and so I'm I'm grateful for that. But the hard part is replacing the person that was in your office, you know, that you talked to multiple times a day. Um, but it can be done. It can be done remotely. In fact, I've seen it done in our, mm-hmm. in our mastermind groups where people have said, okay, I'm going to partner up with this person, not legally partner necessarily, but I'm going to practically partner so that this becomes my accountability partner and together we'll run down this road. Um, in fact, great lesson one of my clients taught me. So we're in the process of writing a book with a client, and one of his analogies is he says nine plus seven equals 21, and you go, that's not right. And the story, he says that there's a a horse pull where, you know, they have these competitions of how much can a horse pull, Mm -hmm. and this one horse by itself can pull 9,000 pounds. This other horse by itself can pull 7,000 pounds. But the two horses together can pull, I think it was actually 24,000 pounds. Okay. That is what you've got to have. And you can establish that with another person, even if they're not in the same office. And, um, but to, you know, even if it's just an accountability partner, you'll go so much further and so much faster. And, And so, so it's the lightning of the load. It's the shared focus. It's the shared muscle. And, and the shared spirit of that we're going to accomplish this together. Yes. I think that's and, great. And the accountability, because you see what that right. person's doing, right. you go, well, I better step up. And then they see what you're doing, and they go, well, I better step up. So, right. um, yeah. it's Yeah. It's, that, to me, is the healthy side of competition. Because huh. we're not really in competition, but but we're inspired by each other and and i've had the same conclusion from watching members of the communities that we're in together 
you know, well, if that person can do it, I can too. You know, our, our mutual friend, John Cody, was my original inspiration for starting my, my first podcast. And that never would have happened had I not heard ab about him and met him and thought, I can do this. He's smart, but I know I can figure this out too. That's, and that's so, right. so, yeah, that, that really is the power of yeah. community. And I think for me, that's probably one of the biggest lessons that come from your experience is the, the the humility that you must be able to ask for the help that you need, which starts from awareness, like everything else does, and then the power of a truly great community of like-minded people that's yet diverse at the same time, right? Not everybody shares the skills you have. Yep. They bring something different, unique to the table, and can therefore support you when you really need them most. Yeah, I would say, um, you know, and, and masterminding for like that. I, I tell people that a mastermind future-proofs your business, and and I tell them that. It's funny because I, I've always thought of it from the standpoint of, well, it helps future-proof your business from, you know, technological changes and things as people see, oh, you better ever, did you think of that or did you see this, right? And right. as you weigh different tools and strategies together. But it also future-proofs your business from a tragedy like this. Yeah. Because then you have that that very creative board around you to, yeah. to do that. Yeah. The uh, whole digging digging your well before you're thirsty kind of concept. Yes, ab absolutely. And I think people would be foolish not to. Um, but I will also say that, you know, one of the things that I think uh, that should be given great thought for anybody in this is if you are in some sort of a partnership arrangement, really, um, what is your plan for this? Because, yes, it will happen. And in my case, you, you know, in this case, not only did I lose my business partner, but I lost half of my income earning potential, right? I mean, right. you know, all of that. And our and our overhead didn't uh, didn't change. Right. You know? right. We still had the office. We still had all our software subscriptions and everything. Yeah. <clears throat> so having something in place, something in place for that, and it doesn't have to be super complicated. Um, but I was blessed because had you know had I not had John's spouse not been like minded with me, right. you know, we could have been in a, in a world of hurt. Mm -hmm. um, you know, let's, what if she had said, look, I insist on, you know, the business being liquidated right now. Right. And, um, and, and you, whatever the half of the value is I get now. Right. Well, hmm, I have lost my best friend and my business. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and she could have done that, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, um, the, you know, or she could have insisted on terms of, you know, the business goes forward, but she could have insisted on such onerous terms that the business could have not, you know, that I couldn't have afforded to feed my family while trying to build the business. Right. Um, for me, one of the things I did, and I would encourage others if they ran into some circumstance like this, by approaching both my attorney and, her, I'm sorry, my um, accountant and her accountant, mm -hmm. I wanted to do it in such a way that when all this was said and done, if anyone said, hey, I'm not so sure Everett treated her fairly, I wanted to, like, here, here's what we got. Right. Here's all the finances. Here's the cash flow. Here's the clients in place. Here's the uh, overhead. Here's the resources. Here's all of this. And let's, and, and therefore, I didn't want it to be here. Here's my proposal and to his wife, and, you know, you take it or leave it. It was, 
here, here's, let's sit down with your accountant and let's see what we can do. And figure this out. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I think that kind of, I mean, I think that openness is the way we should be treating everybody all the time, but um, I, I just, it, it, it was, it was good because there was just never any question about that as we went, as we went forward. Great. So, and then we do a little side thing for her now still, which um, whenever we have our retreats, um, we donate 10% of the, of the uh, proceeds to her. We just, we just give it to her and she's like, what, what is this? I got to a check from her, whatever, you know, and she's, she's always super grateful about it. And, and uh, it's just, it's just kind of a thing we do to help, help remember uh, an amazing guy and, you know, and help and help that family keep going through stuff. That's, that's great. That's nice. And, and great advice that, you know, it's unfortunate, but we do need to think about those legal requirements and, and it is a matter of protecting both sides and just spelling everything out. So in the heat of emotion, there's some element of rationality that, hey, back when we were when we were fully functioning, yeah. we wrote this stuff down. And yeah. because I think the issue that things are going to end is a reality. You know, things change. People decide, you know what, I'm going to pursue a different opportunity. They don't necessarily have to be taken away. They don't have to pass away. They don't have to be incapacitated. Things change and recognizing that and thinking that through is part of, of you know, what my husband would call good risk management. It's, it's part of good preparation and, and it's part of building a, a solid, profitable business where everybody's best interests are looked out for at the time. So I do think that in the in the calm of the now, you know, this is one of those things that, okay, if you don't have these I's dotted, maybe now is the time to go back and take advantage of the fact that we're all healthy and fully functioning and, and getting it done. Yeah, yeah great. And, and it occurs to me as you were saying that, that we need to not – this doesn't just apply to business partners um, and because, you know, many of your listeners and watchers are not going to be partners with their best friend like I was. Right. Um, right. They, they, they may have a, they may have a more formal structure already mm-hmm. um, or they may be solopreneurs and think, well, this doesn't really apply, but guess what? Many of us have um, very vulnerable relationships mm-hmm. with, key providers. Right. Um, you know, and, and that's also true, I would say, with many of my clients, for instance. Mm-hmm. They trust that I have these files and this project is moving forward in right. this way. And um, you know, and what happens if, right? What if something happens yep. to me? Um what if I'm working let's so so for instance, right now um I have a videographer uh, in-house and he works with me. But what happens if he passes away? Okay, then I've lost a second videographer, right? right. Uh, my video editor, videographer. But you know, in the meantime, I've also trained myself on some of that software so mm-hmm. that I'm less vulnerable. Right. Um, the files are here; they're backed up. I know their location, and I'm familiar with them. And it would see, and it would be now much easier for me to backfill that. Right. Um, but how many of us work with key providers, whether it's our publisher, it's our editor, it's right. our, our who knows what. Our, um, so we also need to be thinking of the what ifs there. Yeah. So. That's a really great point. And, uh, you know, I want to, to emphasize that those elements are part of building 
a good business. They're not that you're you're not thinking positively. They're you know I believe in God, but I still lock the doors, right? So and that's part of that. You have to have these agreements in place, and you have to have these plans. That's as I said, good risk management. You yeah. recognize the potential for problems down the line, and you take the actions now so that when those things happen, you're able to navigate navigate quickly and build, continue to build the confidence among all parties. So, yeah, I really appreciate you mentioning that. Yeah. Everett, really great information. I appreciate you sharing this with me. I know this is a tough topic. It's tough for me to hear. Um, I know this is really very challenging, but it is something that we do have to recognize. And find the courage within ourselves to continue moving forward and, and moving past this. So you, you've mentioned a few things that, that I know your business is, is focused on. So how about if you just share with folks a, a little bit about it, what you do and how folks can find out more, especially about your mastermind retreats, if you want to um, you know, have people be able to reach out to you. Thanks. I appreciate that. So my company is called The Solution Machine, and you can find it at thesolutionmachine.com. Um, and I mentioned that we, uh, one of the big things we do is publish books, but we're really positioning experts. We take people and position them as experts in their field. Mm -hmm. How we do that depends upon what they do, what their field is and their market is. But for many, it's helping them become best-selling authors, sometimes international best-selling authors. It may be helping them with, uh, online video. Uh, or video um, to be used in presentations and things. We do a lot of author and speaker support as well um, because authors and speakers need to concentrate on the things they're really great at and let someone else concentrate on the things that they're not really great at. And um, so we do that. And then as far as the retreats go, um, our mastermind group is called The Masters Mastermind Group, and you can find it. I'll give you two ways to find it. One is... You can go to, on Facebook, it's the master. If you search Masters Mastermind, you'll find it. Um, and I think it is Facebook slash Masters Mastermind. Um, and then also, if you're interested, um, if you go to um, mastermindmastery.net, or I'm sorry, just mastermindretreat.net, you'll get a link into our mastermind retreat and see what it is that we do and how we, how we do these things. Great. Outstanding. Um, so actually I did put a tip sheet out. I just realized there's a bonus I put together for you. Um, awesome. and it's seven tips on how to best, how to master the mastermind. Um, and you can find it at, and I just literally had tested it a second ago to make sure, um, mastermindmastery.net forward slash bonus. Awesome. Thank you. Mastermindmastery.net forward slash bonus. Thank Sorry, you Sorry, I don't have much. a lower third for you. That's all right. Don't, no worries. And, of course, I'll have the links to all of that in, uh, in this episode show notes, etc. So thank you very much for all your time. Thanks for that great bonus. And Many uh, thanks for what you're doing because this is, this is important that people have this information and – um, you know, it's always easier when we get to hear the story of someone else who's gone down a similar path or gone down that road so. before us. Keep going. I think so. Thanks. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. I know this is a tough topic to think about, and frankly, that's why I thought it important to cover. Most of us don't want to think about the end, not of our lives or of anyone else's or the end of our business or of our relationships, whether personal or professional. But these things come to an end, 
at, at some point. Okay, so your reflection exercise for this episode. I want you to think about what my husband, the business lawyer, would call exposure to risk when it comes to your business. Do you have the agreements that you need to protect all the party's interests? Do you have agreements with the vendors who provide you with services? Do you have things like confidentiality and emergency issues covered in addition to, you know, how payments are processed? Are you continuously building your network of experts so you have people to call on in the event of an emergency? And what about an exit strategy? You know, people leave our lives all the time. So what will you do? What steps will you take should one person want to or need to leave? And your action step for today. I'm actually going to give you a two-parter. First, I want you to make a list of all of the gaps that you have in formal protections for you and your business. Then find yourself a business lawyer who can discuss these issues with you. You want to make sure that you find a true business specialist because the lawyer who helped you with your, the sale of your house is unlikely to be able to help you with this kind of business consulting. So make sure you find that business attorney, that business specialist. You can contact the Bar Association for your state or region. You can ask some of your entrepreneur friends for recommendations, or you could reach out to the Small Business Administration in your area to see if they have business lawyers that they know. And of course, you can also reach out to online sites like LegalZoom for help. One caution, though, you don't, don't do this from a, a state of fear or lack or of getting over on other people. Do this from a state of positivity, focusing on how these legal insurance and financial protections help your, your clients, they help your business partners and your vendors and even your family. And if you like this episode, I hope you leave a review, a rating, like it, and share your thoughts below. I'm sure your colleagues and clients would appreciate your sharing this with them if you think that it would be helpful. And be sure to subscribe so you know when I share other videos and audio interviews in the future. For more information and resources to help you overcome the obstacles to success, to help you position and pre-sale yourself so you can profit from your expertise, be sure to visit my website, WinnieAnderson.com.